Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You can email the show, including your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for tomorrow. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right, let's do just a couple more things on this whole shooting business, and then we're going to let this go for the week. We're going to let this go. This, this email says, Jesse. These parents should sue the school districts for not providing security that would have stopped this monster from getting in the school. Force a conversation on common sense security. All right. Let's have a hard talk that nobody wants to have right now. With everything else going on and all the noise about guns and security and the, what the cops didn't do. And before, before we get to all that. When people are hurting, when they're sad, 
when they're angry, when they're fearful, when you are overwhelmed with these emotions, and these are common human emotions. I say that as somebody who doesn't have human emotions, but I understand other humans do have them, Chris. <laughs> All right, anyway, if when you're going through things like that, what happens is, like I, I spent the whole first hour complaining about the somebody-do-something culture, but I do understand that is human nature. When you are hurting, when you're sad, when you're angry, not, not only are you existing in that, because it's not a pleasant feeling, you don't ever want to feel it again. And so it is human nature to come up with a solution or demand a solution or what you think is a solution that makes you feel better and makes you feel like this will never happen again. And you know one thing that nobody wants to hear when they're angry, when they're sad, when they're fearful. And look, I, I, I joke, but I'm the same way too. If, if I ever get in that way, you know something no one wants to hear, but it's 100% true. Sometimes things just happen. Sometimes it is what it is. And you, you can't have that conversation with people in the heat of the moment. Like I'm looking at this New York Times article right here. Headline is, parents face a haunting question. Is any school child safe? And what you don't want to hear, what I don't want to hear. Remember, I have kids, 11 and 13. They're, they're everything to me. What you don't want to hear is the answer to that question is no. They had school security in place. Apparently, this sick freak walked in through an unlocked door that was supposed to be locked. Now... What you can't say right now to an angry, sad, scared populace is, hey, uh, someone just made a mistake and it got a bunch of kids killed. But the truth is, if we want to be sober, logical, honest people, someone just made a mistake. I mean, we, we can and we'll dig into mental health crisis problems. We, we can dig into school security problems. We certainly can, and we're about to touch on this again, dig into law enforcement protocols or actions or lack thereof. We can have all these conversations, but one thing one thing you, you have a hard time getting through to someone who's, uh, you lost your whole family in a, in a pile up on the highway. Believe me, I'm not, I'm not wishing that on you, but you get that phone call, your whole family's gone. Tractor trailer, guy wasn't paying attention, swerved in the other lane, wiped out your whole family. One thing you can't say to that person, yet it's the most honest thing, is, man, sometimes these things just happen, and there's nothing anyone can do to fix it. The truth is, is any child safe? No. My, my kids are in a very secure school with incredible security protocols that I love, that I've checked out and verified for myself. I mean, it's very, very secure school. What's going to happen one day if some sick freak shows up and the uh, substitute gym teacher forgot his key and left the back door unlocked? Well, one of my sons may not make it out. Maybe both of them. You don't like to have this talk. You don't like to hear this. I don't like to say this, but it is true. Sometimes, oftentimes, things happen. And look, maybe it's my love of history that 
maybe gives me some perspective on things like this, especially when I read war history and battle history and you you just hear so many stories from people, story after story after story of, man, I was standing here and he was standing there and now he's dead and I'm not. It, it just, that's the way life goes. And I want to remind you again, again, I want to remind you this is important. Monday will be a fresh Memorial Day show It'll be very different from our normal show. It'll be three hours of honoring the fallen. There'll obviously be a bunch of history in there. I'm going to have some guests who want to honor fallen brothers, fallen comrades of theirs. If you have somebody, friend, family member, someone you served with who died in combat or in training for combat, that counts just as much, you can email me. Their name, make sure you put Memorial Day in the subject line. Otherwise, it'll get lost. Email me their name and rank or whatever you want, and I'm going to try to, no promises, get to read as many of those names on the air as possible. It's just important that we remember the fallen. And now let's get to one last thing on this, and then we're going to wash our hands of this shooting madness for the week, or at least for the day. Who knows what your Ask Dr. Jesse questions are going to be, and we're going to move on. Police action or inaction that took place there. I wasn't there and I don't know. And in general, I try to avoid judging the actions or lack of action by people who were there when rounds were going downrange. But I will simply say this. I've heard from enough witnesses today. I've seen enough video of the parents while it was there today to know Whatever happened there was dead wrong and should never happen again. And if you're a human being, forget cop. If you're a human being, if you're a man and you're in possession of a weapon and somebody's hurting kids, I don't want to hear how many doors are locked. I don't want to hear about protocols, rules, what you're supposed to do, what you're not supposed to do. If kids are dying and you possess a weapon, pick it up and go have yourself a gunfight, Jack. And maybe you'll live and maybe you won't. Ain't no guarantee you're going to win one. All it takes is one, right? And then you're not with us anymore. But it is your obligation. It is your duty as a man, not just an American, as a man, it is your duty to run into that fight, period. End of story. I mean, I hear things like this and... Man. Not accurate. He walked in unrestructed initially. So from the grandmother's house to the barbage to the school, into the school, he was not confronted by anybody. To clear the record on that. Four minutes later, law enforcement are coming in to solve this problem. So director, how is he able Stand to by. Step uh law enforcement was in there. Four minutes after? That's what he said, right, Chris? Four minutes after? I got that right? And yet, the guy was in there killing 10-year-olds for an hour? And I understand some officers were wounded and they tried. And look, God bless those guys, right, running into the fight. Why am I looking at internet videos of police officers with long guns and body armor tasing parents who were panicked and trying to get into the school? Why is there a single law enforcement officer outside of that school and not putting rounds downrange? These are questions that deserve to be asked. All right, this guy has a good question. Hey, Jesse, as the right learns to go on offense against groomers, 
Shouldn't they learn to go on offense against gun grabbers? The same playbook used to expose the groomers needs to be run against communist cities with strict gun laws. The right only trots out murder statistics in those areas as a defensive mechanism. Those areas need to be exposed. Keep up the great work. Well, I will take it a step further. In the wake of this horrible tragedy, yes, we have not played politics. Most of us haven't played politics with it. But I will say something. In fact, I've said this often. The right plays on the left's field with the left's referees enforcing the left's rules and always wonders why we come out on the losing end. Why don't we win cultural battles? What should our discussions be about guns right now? Well, they're different than the ones anyone else is having, and you and me, we're about to have them. And then we're going to dig into ESG, WEF, all kinds of different letters that may or may not mean something. I can't guarantee it. Buenas tardes. But that's coming up tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. Now, we do have an obligation to make sure ourselves are ready, right? You, me, are you ready? If you have to pick up that weapon and you have to go take on an evil monster, are you sure you can hit what you're aiming at? Do you practice? You know, if you get a Mantis X system, which is what the Marines use, it's what the special forces use. You understand if you get a Mantis X that you can practice and get yourself ready in your home. Dry fire practice in your home without firing a shot. Without firing a shot, you can be ready. Drills, feedback, 94% of shooters improve within just 20 minutes. You will get better. Don't hope you're ready if that day ever comes. God forbid it does. Make sure you're ready. Go to mantisx.com and get one today, all right? mantisx.com. We'll be back. Fighting for your freedom every day. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Man, it's hard to cut in on a little tequila sunrise, Chris. I got to tell you, the best is how many people hate the Eagles. Like you just said, Chris, I don't know how people can hate the Eagles. If you hate the Eagles, you hate America. And you know what I have to say to you? Buenas tardes. Good riddance. That's what that means. Good riddance. (laughs) Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Ask me anything. Doesn't matter what it is. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. The whole three hours are your questions. This guy asked, don't, don't we go on offense? Shouldn't we go on offense with the whole gun thing? And the answer is we should. I, I say it before. I said it right before the break. We play the left's game on the left's field with the left's referees enforcing the left's rules, and we wonder why we're always losing. We've seen what for the last 48 hours? Guns, guns, guns. Why won't the Senate meet? Congress should meet. Governor Abbott. Guns, guns, guns. Stop the guns, 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 guns. Have you seen a single, a single Republican in the United States of America go out and say, actually, what we should be doing is repealing gun laws. Actually, what we should be doing is ensuring that Americans are able to buy fully automatic weapons if they want to. Have you seen one? No, you haven't. Now, you may say to yourself, it's not appropriate. We don't want to politic off dead bodies. And you're right. Okay, so fine. Set the, set the past 48 hours aside. What about the other 363 days of the year? 
When is the last time you saw a Republican, national Republican, get rid of gun laws? Ever? Have you ever seen one? You haven't seen one because it never happens. If anything, they get elected and they'll add just a little more gun control here and just a little more gun control there. Hey, no big deal. Just a small thing. Hey, just a little thing. It's awful, man. It's awful. All right. Now, remember, we've been talking about this. We're not going to stop talking about this. The World Economic Forum, they're meeting right now. And we're going to get into things like ESG and stuff like that again because I'm going to stay on this until every daggone person who listens to this show understands it. But the World Economic Forum is meeting right now. I know you may not know what that is. We talk about it a lot on this show. The world leaders, politicians, billionaires, you know, all the powerful people, they get together in Davos or Davos. I still don't know how to say it. Switzerland. They all fly their private jets in there and they have these extended meetings about destroying your freedom. That's what they have meetings about. They, they have meetings about crushing your freedom and handing them power so they can make sure you're not producing too much carbon, you dirtball. We're developing, through technology, an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's, where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So, individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned, we don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. Oh, you know what? By, by the way, hey, buddy, uh, again, that's the president of Alibaba, Michael Evans. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Where am I traveling? None of your freaking business. Why? None of your business. What am I eating? Also, none of your business. In fact, none of what I do is your business. And you best be real careful if you try to make it your business, son. Y'all better start being careful with this. I mean, do you understand that? You know what? Pause here. Let's pause for a moment as we talk about the world's elites controlling things. One thing I think the world's elites are missing, both here in America, in the West, really all the world. I think they're missing the level of anger. And I think they're missing the fact they're not as powerful as they think they are. You ever you ever read about the Russian Revolution or the Tsar Nicholas when he got bounced from power and the communists ended up taking over Russia, set the communists aside for a moment. If you ever actually learn about that, what you'll find, what I've found over and over and over again, no matter what book I read on it, was you had this powerful czar. He's an autocrat, right? He rules the country. And this was a time in history when European nations especially were getting away from monarchs and kings and they were moving on to being more representative countries and democracies and republics and things like that. But Russia hadn't gone that way. And what you'll see is, time and time again, he had opportunities to show the people that he gave a crap, to show the people that not only he cared, that he was willing to give them some representation, he was willing to give them some rights, and he was a weak sister anyway. He always relied on his ministers who were terrible. But time and again, something small he could have done he didn't do. There were massive, like there was a massive rally heading towards St. Petersburg to say, hey, Czar, we just want fairer working conditions. And it was a peaceful rally. It was one of those things like a gigantic family picnic. People had kids and wives and stuff like that. You know what he did? 
He lined up the troops and murdered over a thousand of his own citizens, started shooting them and slicing them up with, with horses and things like that. Time and again, they would do these things. And time and again, they wouldn't realize behind their high walls and armed guards and fancy meetings and champagne, they didn't realize you can only push people so far. These people, they get together and they talk like this. This is the German chancellor. And I just marvel that these people feel like their power is permanent. I would like to end by evoking and appealing to this good spirit of Davos. Yes, history is at a turning point. However, we are not at the mercy of history. If some want to lead us back to the age of nationalism, imperialism and war, then our answer is... Count us out. We stand for the future. And if we notice that our world is becoming multipolar, then that has to spur us on to even more multilateralism, to even more international cooperation. Thank you very much. That's communism. More globalism. That's what he's saying. Globalism is simply a fancier way to say communism, controlled by the elite. And look... It's not like they don't have polls. Remember that one person at the World Economic Forum? Remember this lady when she got up and said, man, they don't trust us anymore. At Davos a few years ago, you know, the Edelman survey showed us that the good news is the elite across the world trust each other more and more. So we can come together and design and do beautiful things together. The bad news is that in every single country they were polling, the majority of people trusted that elite less. They're getting little whispers and they're not interpreting them the right way. Instead, they're going full steam ahead, talking about what they're going to do and how they're going to stop you and they're going to punish you and they're going to take control and they're going to take control. And I'm telling you, we are heading into a big turning for the entire planet. You watch. It'll happen in our lifetimes. You watch. There's a big turning coming for this earth. All right. We're going to get to some emails and we're going to get to ESG. I'm not going to stop on this until everyone understands what we're dealing with. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show. And remember, I'm about to talk about ESG here in a couple minutes tonight on my TV show on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to have James Lindsay and Carol Roth on at the same time to talk a little ESG and whatnot. This guy says, truth, sage, oracle. <laughs> Jesse does crazies at Davos. What they want is to limit the world population so the planet, according to them, will suffer, survive, and they and their ilk will have absolute control of energy and food. They would not mind if a couple billion people just die off says I can name him. His name is Alfred. But you're, you're mostly right, Alfred, but I actually think you're missing something. You said they wouldn't mind if a couple billion people just die off. This is going to be hard to hear, and it's going to be very difficult to accept. It's not that they wouldn't mind if a couple billion people die off. It's that they prefer a couple billion people die off. That's the goal. Remember, especially with the climate nutters, they view the human being as being a poison on the earth, and the only way to get rid of the poison is to get rid of human beings. I, I mean, I, one of the original climate change nutters, 
He openly talked about, we have to reduce the population of the earth to under 4 billion people. He wasn't quiet about it. He was open about it. No, we have way too many people. We have to reduce it. He's not, it's not that he doesn't care if people die. He wants people to die. Not even millions, billions of them. I I mean, I've played these for you before, and I know you've heard these before, but I want you to listen. I want you to listen to Senator Grant or Secretary Granholm. This is our energy secretary, remember. Secretary Granholm, she's talking about getting rid of fossil fuels. Everything around you right now is made with fossil fuels. Virtually everything. They make the world go. The world runs on fossil fuels. If you were to snap your fingers right now and get rid of fossil fuels, I mean, forget about 3 billion I would guess there'd be under a billion people left on the planet by the time you were done. It's that big of a deal, that death. And yet, listen to how openly they talk like this. We are committed to securing the clean energy supply chain that's necessary to reduce our reliance on unabated fossil fuels and to increase our energy independence. Mm -hmm. Listen, Listen to big stupid head John Kerry speaking at the World Economic Forum. Listen to this and remember... When we're talking about the poison, the the carbon, the whatnot, he's talking about CO2, what's coming out of your mouth right now. When he's discussing getting rid of it, he's discussing getting rid of you. You can run around the planet, and there isn't any country on the planet that isn't feeling and living the impacts of the climate crisis. Droughts, fires, mudslides, floods storms with greater intensity that comes from the increased moisture coming from the ocean, which comes from the increased heat going into the ocean, because 90% of the warming of the planet goes into the ocean. And the oceans, they are at risk. The chemistry changing faster than they have in millions of years. And you can't solve the problem of the oceans if you don't solve climate. You can't solve the problem of climate if you don't solve the ocean. People need to understand that 51% of the oxygen we breathe comes from the ocean. So we're, 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 we're dealing with a crisis here, folks. It's a crisis made by human beings. Made by who? Chris, I, I don't think my headphones are. Who, who made the crisis? Human beings. We have to accept. We've, we've, we've gone from they don't know what they're doing, and we've at least advanced to... They don't care, but the truth is it's time for us to advance further. And this is very hard for nice people, for good people. See, I'm not a good person, so I'm unburdened with this, but it's very hard for nice, good people to advance to the actual state of reality, and that is they want you to die. There's no other explanation. I I wish it wasn't so. It's not like I'm cheering for it. I wish it wasn't so. These people want you to die. They do. They do. All right, let's get to a couple emails before we get to ESG. Good Thursday morning to you. I just wanted to send you an email and tell you I heard you on Buck Sexton's Hold the Line. That's Buck Sexton's TV show. And decided to check out your podcast. Listening and you're talking about how the right, the past, the stand up, and so on and so forth. As you were saying, history is right. You have a new listener. We need to vote people out of office. Thank you for the great show. It is a great show, isn't it, Chris? What? Chris, I don't know why you're in such a sour mood today. I know what you need. I am the I like chips. I love them. I do. I want chips. I'll get them from you. 
ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, 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 bunch of Fritos. Gosh, that's beautiful, Chris. It's a beautiful song. I still can't believe we haven't gotten in trouble for that yet. <laughs> hey, Jesse, I'm a 15-year-old girl from Charleston, South Carolina. Stay away from the White House, young lady. I found your show recently and am immediately hooked. I shared it with my family and got them hooked as well. During car rides, it's always your show. We listen to it on iHeartRadio. We love your history lessons. Every time we listen to your show, we get smarter. See that, Chris? You could learn something if you'd pay attention instead of scoffing dismissively. Anyways, around five months ago, I came out as pansexual, mainly because it was the cool thing to do. All I wanted to do was fit in. Now I know that it is a stupid thing to do. Ever since I started listening to your show, I now realize how that community is, and I regret ever joining the LGBTQ plus community. I now know how many toxic, stupid things many LBGTQ plus teachers have said to little children. It absolutely disgusts me to see full-grown adults are talking to children about sex. No teacher should be teaching a six-year-old that. I know this wasn't really a question, but I wanted to say thank you for opening my eyes to the ugliness mankind can be. It says I can say her name. Her name is Leah. Listen, if you're one of the young people or older people who listen to the show, but mainly the young people I'm talking to here, uh, we've had Michael talk to us about this on the show before about how he's fresher out of college and how he would say he knew people who would just dive into this stuff because it was just the in thing. It was just the cool thing. Young people are impressionable. If you're somebody who has waded into that world, don't spend half a second feeling bad about yourself, regretting it. Step back out. Look, there ain't a person on this planet who doesn't have a long list of things they wish they hadn't done. Believe me, my list is longer than yours. I promise you that. You can't undo it. Step out of it. Now that you're awake, go forth and conquer. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, how common it is. Oh, young people today suck. Young people today suck. Again, with all these evil forces around you pushing all kinds of lies and filth on you from every different direction, way worse than anything I had when I was a kid. If you're a young person and you're enduring this and you're still some hardcore freedom fighter and you see through all this garbage, you're going to be the best this country has produced in decades and decades. You're going to be the ultimate in freedom fighter. If you can survive this boot camp filth, you're going to be the best. The best. Keep your chin up, young lady. You hear me? Keep on marching. All right. We have to talk about ESG now. I talked about it before. If it bored you before, well, that's too bad because <laughs> I'm going to talk about it again because it is so important. It is infecting and taking over all of our institutions, all of them. Goes way beyond banking. Goes way beyond what's happening at the World Economic Forum. It is going into everything, and we're going to talk about it again. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And again, don't forget, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in now. Not tomorrow, now. To jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Ask me anything. It could be about history. 
Men, women, food, stupid things can be about politics. Everything's welcome. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Well, I know you're going to find this shocking, but notorious worldwide supervillain Bill Gates, he is at the World Economic Forum. He has more time on his hands now that Jeffrey Epstein's dead. Anyway, this is what he had to say. Global health equity has made progress. We saw once again with COVID, we're not there. Just pause real quick. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt again. Global health equity. What a word, right? I mean, you understand what that means. That word means they're going to take your money and they're going to get it, give it to someone else. The powerful communists like Bill Gates, in all their wisdom, they're going to steal what's yours because as kings and queens, they, sh- they feel like they have the right to do that. They can tax you as they please and hand your money out as they please. Just so you understand what that means. Anyway. Global health equity has made progress. We saw once again with COVID, we're not there. So we're pleased to be working with Pfizer and we're talking Mm. to the entire pharmaceutical industry Mm. about uh, these kinds of initiatives and how we can uh, broaden them as part of the whole ESG effort. Oh, okay. The ESG effort. You know what? Listening to Bill Gates' voice reminds me, have you bought your male vitality stack from Chalk yet? Every time I hear his voice... Or see his man boobs, I'm reminded that we have testosterone levels at their lowest point in human history right now. And you can take natural herbal supplements with U.S. manufacturing from chalk and get your testosterone up 20% in just 90 days. Not medical chemical filth, natural herbal supplements from a company that loves this country and hates these communist scum. Go to choq.com. And use the code JESSE because that gets you 35% off store-wide. That's huge. And they have a ton of other stuff. They have a female vitality stack, all kinds of healthy stuff in there to help you get better. Natural stuff. CHOQ.com, code JESSE. All right? All right. Back to what he said. You heard that part at the end, right? I'm going to play it again for you about ESG. What's he talking about? Global health equity has made progress. We saw once again with COVID, we're not there. So we're pleased to be working with Pfizer and we're talking to the entire pharmaceutical industry about uh, these kinds of initiatives and how we can uh, broaden them as part of the whole ESG effort. The whole ESG effort. What's that look like? Well, here's a headline for you. You see, he just said they're partnering with the pharmaceutical companies in the ESG effort. Headline, Pfizer will not sell drugs for profit in poor nations. Man, that is so nice of them. Gosh, how nice is that of Pfizer? They won't sell drugs for profit in poor countries. How wonderful. Very philanthropic. Oh, oh, wait. That just means they're going to jack up the price of all your pharmaceutical drugs. You see, that's how they do it. Once you've brought the corporate world into your communist government world and you've done what these communists want to do, and that's bring emerge the two. They want to make the corporate world the government world and vice versa. Once you've done those things, then it allows you to do the things you've always wanted to do by law, only you get to do them by business. The truth is your government right now would love to knock on your door, go into your little piggy bank and take all your money and go hand it out to people who will vote for them. They would love to do that, but that's very difficult for government to do sometimes. So they don't have to bother with that anymore. Now that we have a government corporate partnership, they just get the companies to do it for them. 
It's a really a brilliant move when you think about what the communists pulled off. They wanted communism in America. This goes way back to the Soviets. They wanted it in America. They wanted it for America so bad. But Americans, especially older Americans, have such a freedom gene running through them. They just could never get it to take hold. So what did they do? I mean, frankly, you almost have to admire the evil brilliance of this. Well, they just got into the schools. Just take over the schools. You don't have to take over the government. Take over the schools. And most importantly, take over not just the universities. What they've taken over is our elite universities. When you have Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Stanford, and all the rest of the fancy ones, when you've taken those over and your communist professors are teaching communism to the next generation, with the next generation of Harvard grads, Stanford grads, and so on, they're not going to go on and work construction like I did. Even though there's nothing wrong with working construction, they're going to go on and they're going to be the CEO of Coca-Cola. They're going to be United States senators. They're going to be the next tech billionaires. And once they're there, because they believe in the same communism the Democratic Party believes, the same communism the various federal agencies believe, they're simply going to merge those two worlds, and then all those worlds are working together against you. And because it's not laws, you can't escape them. I've said the second most dangerous thing the communists ever took over after the education system was the corporate world because the corporate world has the ability to do things like, oh, I don't know. Tell you you're not allowed to eat in a restaurant because you're unvaccinated. The corporate world has the ability to say, oh, no, 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 no. You, you wanted to fly on Delta Airlines? Oh, no, show me your vaccine passport, please. The corporate world has the ability to bring the tyranny government has always wanted to bring without having to pass a law to do so. You saw that during the insane COVID lockdowns, and boy, did you see it right there laid out for you in black and white. Which brings us to the next headline. The U.S. SEC. Remember, that's not the uh, football conference, the Southern Athletic Conference. We're talking about the Securities and Exchange Commission. The U.S. SEC unveils rules to ensure what? ESG funds follow through on investments. On Wednesday, proposed a pair of rule changes aimed at stamping out unfounded claims by funds on their environmental, social, and corporate governance credentials and enforcing more standardization of such disclosures. The proposals, which are subject to public input, outline how ESG funds should be marketed and how investment advisors should disclose their reasoning when labeling a fund. Regulators and activists have become concerned that U.S. funds looking to cash in on popularity of ESG investing may be misleading shareholders over their products' underlying holdings, a practice known as greenwashing. Well, that was a lot, right? I mean, that was a lot of big words. Greenwashing and shareholders and ESG and regulators and activists and disclosures. And oh my gosh, my eyes are glazed over. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to explain to you exactly what it means here in just a second. And just understand this. It doesn't mean anything good. We are talking about a federal slash corporate takeover by communism. That's what ESG is. I will explain what these rules mean. I will explain once again in detail what ESG is. 
in just a second. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 